for tuning in to the Prices Mind Show. I'm your host, Sherry P., and I have another Prices and Wonderful Show for you this evening. I have a returning author who was here on the Prices Mind Show in 2015 and is now returning to the Prices Mind Show in 2016 with her first novel, More Than a Dream. So we will bring in Ms. Erica Nash after um, a few commercial breaks. I um, just want to give out a disclaimer. We all know how this works on Prices Minds. We're here to give you something that we feel is prices that we have experienced in our careers and have researched and studied. So please respect um, our opinion, and we don't want to have a battle. So we want to keep an open mind and just absorb all this positive energy that's going to come through these radio waves to you as well as to others who may need it and may not be able to get it otherwise or can't afford it. Um, without further ado, um, I just want to get a shout-out. You know, May is Mental Health Month, and I want to acknowledge that. Mental health is real. It's real in all ethnicities, cultures. I hate that word. In all cultures and races. So um, if you know someone who may appear to be struggling from something that may look like or appear to be a mental health disorder or issue, um, please help them with seeking some help to make sure that's not what the case is. And if so, support them in getting treatment and getting the help they need to um, properly take care of that issue, that mental health issue. Um, A lot of people are committing suicide. I'm not sure if you guys have watched the movie Concussion with Will Smith. Um, Being a mental health professional myself, I I really understand how he or that doctor that he portrayed came up with that um, diagnosis or that um, disorder about the the brain and things like that and causes these athletes to kill themselves. That was a really good movie. So if you haven't seen Concussion, um, go rent it. I got it at Redbox. So you can get a red box. What dollar fifty? But um, at any rate, um, it is Mental Health Month for the next what twenty days. So um, let's all take that serious. And if you have a mental health issue and it's not being treated, please get treatment. Um, if the medication is too strong, you can always have it reduced, or you can find other ways to treat your disorder without the use of medicine, but please don't let it go untreated as it can get out of control. Let's see what else is on the map for the show. I want to apologize for missing out last week. Um, this would have been Wrecking Your Mind Wednesday, the second Wednesday of the month, but I skipped on last week, so now we're having the last week's show this week. So I'm not sure if we'll have Wrecking Your Mind Wednesday next week or if we'll have another show as usual. But you will know via Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Priceless Minds 2013. That's how you can follow the Priceless Minds show and keep up with um, everything that's going on with Priceless Minds show that's priceless. Our authors, our interviews, our um, our app that we have now, the YRN1328 app, you can find on um, your Apple and Google Play. And um, let's see what else. Oh, want to give a show shout-out to my fellow host on the Vibration Radio, Taylor Kennedy Media, your radio network. Let me see. Monday, we have The Conscious Vibe with Romeo L. Bay at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. We have the beautiful butterfly show with Be Fly. On Wednesday at 9 p.m., of course, you have the Price is Mine show. On Fridays at, I believe it's 9 or 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you have the um, Conversations with Trent featuring Lisa Tillman Page. I believe that's 9 o'clock. I'm not sure if you changed from 9 to 10. And, um... Your Radio Your World on Wednesday, on Saturday mornings at 11 with Anthony Collins and Trent Williams. And the area of the Sunday with the Anthony and B. Fly Show at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can catch the Vibration Radio Network, your radio network vibing going on every day of the week. So, And if we're not going on, you can hear recaps of our shows as well as 
wonderful music and everything else you need. Also pay attention to our commercials and who we're trying to support. We love whoever supports us and we support them as well. Without further ado, we're going to go to our first commercial break. After this commercial break, we'll come back with our guest. Stay tuned to the Priceless Mind Show. Yes, it's finally here. It's official. Sign with Universal. Miss Renetta Mays with You Got Me Open. Live from Flame Studios, Vibration Radio, Taylor Kennedy Media, and of course, YourRadioNetwork.com. Buy that. Cop that. Hell, I don't care if you burn that, but just support that. Miss Renetta Mays, You Got Me Open. the creative work of the author Trent Williams of www.taylorkennedymedia.com Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed, and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. Get your copy of Intimidated by Love by author Monique Miller. Available everywhere May 2nd. Connect with Monique by visiting MoniqueMillerWrites.com. Show 
um, I believe it was last year when I had um, co-host. Um, Quentin Morgan was my co-host. And he um, and I interviewed Erica Nash, and she's a native of Sacramento, California, and she was a psychology degree. That's what she, that's what drew me drew me to her because I wanted to see what kind of writing she was doing from a psychological standpoint. So we connected, and that interview took place, and it was phenomenal. And here she is back again with her first novel, More Than a Dream. Um, her first book. Interviewed on um, the Prices Mind Show was bad dates and conversations. Now I know I, that was one of my favorites. Um, well, I, that that's a good book. I like that book. I, I actually have a lot of stuff I want to help put in them books. <laughs> and I would appreciate it. So I will be interviewing you for that with my sequel. Yeah, do need to be a sequel, like a, a ongoing like series or something like that. That's, yeah, it, wow, it really can learn go on forever. Yeah, it's, it's just. People just add and you just build. It's cool, um, but um, you have done a lot of what is it called? It's, it's not called touring. It's called is it appearances or book signings? I know it's called something else. Well, the most event? recent thing. Well, yeah, we'll call it events because it wasn't yeah. the last two <laughs> events weren't just my book signing. There were a few different authors. So I've had a couple of book signings where it's just my book, but then I've had also events where it's other authors. Cool. Well, how does how is that feeling when you see people coming in that you've never met, who has never heard of you, and they're interested just by your presentation and want to buy your book? So how, what does that make you feel like? How does that feel? It's exciting. Like the most recent event that I had, I was talking about bad dates and conversations, and it was at a bookstore, and someone walked in the bookstore. I don't even know if they knew about the event, but they heard me talking about the book and liked it and bought it on the spot. So that makes me feel good that I was able, I was given an opportunity to talk about the book because this person may not have otherwise even known about the book. So. That made me feel good that she enjoyed the little bit that I was talking about enough to purchase it. So any right, that, that would make me feel real giddy. Mhm. Like somebody yeah. know me like. That. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But what what was what's fascinating about you is that you were a, a teacher. Was that elementary teacher? Yes, I was. Third and grade. then you started picking up in part time, and then it became a full time thing, and now you're blowing up like the real trace. Well, I can't say that, but like you're blowing up with it. Yes. What <laughs> What was that connection that made you go full time with writing? Well, writing was never anything that I was like. I'm going to go to school to be a writer, and then when I graduate, I'm going to write books. I never thought that, but then looking back, I always jotted down stuff. I felt more comfortable I guess expressing myself through the written word if I couldn't verbally tell someone how I felt it was easier for me to write it down and then just hand it to them so when I look back I did a lot of journal writing poetry writing and stuff like that so like I said just looking back I was like oh I guess I've always been a writer and didn't really know until I guess life experiences and I had more to say <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. I um I journal pretty often too and it seemed like I can put all that into a story if I really wanted to, but it's not consistent so it would be like a little choppy story. But I can <laughs> I can see how that can become more than a hobby, it can become like a career. Mm-hmm. Just right. interesting. And it's good to, it's lethargic, you know. You get the stuff out and um it's a good healing process, and I know a lot with my writing, I've gotten feedback where a lot of people could relate. So I like that aspect of it, that it's not just me trying to get stuff out for myself, but it also can help affect other people as well. Yes, in your in your first published book, Memoirs of My Affection, that is a poetry book, and it's used for self-healing. Mm-hmm. That um I got out of that and that's a that's a good thing as far as journaling is considered too. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know that journal can also be a, a be writing poetry and never know it. Right, exactly. 
did that book really help you focus on aligning things in your life regarding your relationships or your connection with people, whether it was an intimate relationship or, or you know, just a family or friendship? Did that help you see things more clear and realign things and um, change your approach to how you dealt with things in relationships? Yeah, I think it had me question things like why did I handle this this way as opposed to maybe another way? And it also um, helped me self-reflect, like, what would I keep the same? What would I change? And um, it helped me realize just how deep my feelings were. I was like, wow, I felt like that. Like, one of the poems, I was just thinking about it today, um, a portion of it says you're embedded in me like the blood running through my veins. And so just thinking about, I was just trying to describe my feelings for someone and to be embedded like blood running through your veins. I don't know how much deeper you can get than that. So mm-hmm. just looking back on it was like, wow, self-reflective. And then with the poetry book, when I was editing it, it was like I was reliving those feelings all over again. I didn't know it was going to be such an emotional thing while I was editing it. I thought, you know, I'm just correcting grammar or whatever, putting the poems in order, but it became more uh, more involved emotionally. Interesting. And I think that would be a good book for Mental Health Month, like a feature book for Mental Health Month, to help mm-hmm. people learn how to self-reflect and, and understand what that looks like and what that sounds yeah. well. Yeah, what that looks like through words and how that feels through, you know, put into action. Right. A lot of people know how to do that. I mean, it's it's some people don't know how to look at themselves and see what's wrong and use things like that. So that'll be a good book to use for mental it's health. It's definitely months. not always easy, you know, to self reflect because then you know once you realize certain things, then you're faced with the responsibility of. Okay, are you going to do better? Are you going to change something, or are you going to keep things the same? So, exactly. You know, it's not yeah. always easy. Hopefully, it's changing. So, back to your first novel, "More Than a Dream." Yeah. Um, it's a voyage of spiritual growth, career pursuit, relationships, and life maturity. Now, mm-hmm. what I got out of it is about a, a, a young lady who moved away, and then moved back and was faced with dealing with her old relationship. Okay. <laughs> she returned to her hometown. Of course, hometown has old fleens, unresolved mm-hmm. issues, things of that such. So um, you wanted to give the listen to the audience a little tidbit about more than a dream. Okay, I'll, the back summary kind of, I guess, wraps it all up. But So the back says, when Erica, that's me, realizes she must go back to her hometown to get her life together, it changes everything between her and Timothy. But when she returns back to him, all guards are up. As she continues to advance in her career, she is bombarded with dreams reminding her of the connection between her and Timothy. Erica begins to take the dreams more seriously when they begin to come true. Will they all come to pass or are some of them just in her mind? So basically throughout the book, it's not just about the relationship. It's I'm a dreamer and some of my dreams have come true. So I don't take my dreams lightly. I know some of them are symbolic and some of them are literal. And so I just kind of incorporated the fact that I'm a dreamer into this book, into this novel, to just show, you know, a part of my real life journey experiences and just how I want my life to go. And it's like a faith book, things that I feel God has spoken to me about career and relationships I put in the book and just different ways of how I have dealt with it or am dealing with it. So um, a lot of times we look at things with our natural eye and think that's what it is. You know, a lot of people may be struggling financially and think that's what it is. But 
when you're dealing with faith or believing in something greater than what you're experiencing right now, it, it takes faith. It takes blind faith. You can't see it with your natural eye, and that's what helps. That's what has helped me journey through still believing and taking the necessary steps to what I believe God has for me, whether it be in relationship or career. So that kind of wraps up the storyline. Interesting. So um, you gave the listening audience a little hint. You said, Erica, that's me. So is the character (laughs) in the book actually really you? Yes, it is. I use my name. I'm not hiding behind a character name. Not saying that when other authors put different names, that that's what they're doing. But for me, I want it to be open. And that's how I've been so far in the other books that I've also written. So it's me. It's my experiences. Again, some of them are verbatim what happened, and some have yet to come to pass. So, yes, um, all the characters in the book, that said I could use their name, I used their actual name. And the others, I changed it, of course. Or not? Do you have any reservations about writing it? 
at first I didn't. Someone presented the idea, um, and then I added to what the person presented me with, and it was easy, so I thought, but it wasn't really focused on what my intent was for the book, because it's more than a dream, so I'm, I'm, it's like a play on the word dream, because I'm really dreaming, and then some of the stuff has actually come true, and then I'm still striving towards some of those aspirations, but when I first wrote the book, it was filled with the drama part of my life. And it was like I couldn't cross over to the dream. It was just about what was happening now, what I was seeing with my natural eye, not what I was aspiring to, not the good part, not the crossover, the the gold at the end of the rainbow. or It, it wasn't that. It was just the drama part of it. So I actually started over three times. And so... I had to just refocus and, okay, what is the purpose of this book? What what am I trying to get out there? And I was prayerful about the book. And so um, by the third time I started writing it, I did question a lot because I try to be sensitive to everyone involved in this story. And I didn't want to be so sensitive that I couldn't get the story out, but at the same time, I wanted to be respectful of those people that are a part of the story. I'm you. <laughs> now, when, now when it goes to big screen, I, I got to put some juice in it. Now, this is, you know, a little sugar coated, but <laughs> for the big screen, it might be a different story. Just for big screen purposes, it has to be a little bit different. Exactly. What would you want the readers, um, or the listener audience who will purchase the book? What is it that you want them to get out of the book? What do you do? You want them to get, um, like a a love story out of, or do you want them to get a lesson out of it, or what was the purpose of writing the book that you want the audience to get from the book? I would love for them to feel the love in the book and not just love for a romantic type of love, but love for God, faith in God. Um, how sometimes when you're believing God for something, it, it's not happening right away, but to keep holding on to that faith. Um, a lot of us women want to get married and all of that stuff, and some of us rush into it. And some of us will just grab what's saying, I'll marry you, and they don't want to wait on who God's sending to them or who they're compatible with. And so I just hope that some of these readers can know that God is concerned about all aspects of our life and even a mate, and so to just wait for that right timing or that right connection and all of that stuff and not be discouraged, to just be hopeful. And same with the career. You may know what your gift is and think, well, God has gifted me in these areas, so it should happen, boom, like that, but not necessarily. It may take years before, you know, you're finally flowing in your career, in your destiny. So um, I just hope that people get hope out of it, faith and um, perseverance and love, like true love. I feel true love endures all things, and I want them to be able to see that, that it's not faltering, it's not wavering, or even if it does, um, to still just to be able to hold on and, and to dare to dream. Some of us are scared to, to dream and to actually say, Yes, this is how I want my life to be. Yes, this is the career I want. Yes, this is the relationship I want because they don't think that they'll get it. So this book, me writing this book, had to cause me to face what I really wanted in different areas of my life. So I hope the readers get the same thing. Like I hope they start maybe asking themselves, well, what do I want? In a nutshell. That's a very good question. A lot of people don't ask themselves that. They just say, hey, this is what I'm getting. So I'm going to be cool with it because mm-hmm. it's better than nothing. Yeah. That's not a good way of thinking either at all. Mm-hmm. 
But Erica, before we take our next commercial break, can you let the listeners know where they can get more than a dream and even bad dates and conversations? You can get it at Amazon.com or you can go to my website, www.ericanashonline.com. Erica, E R I K A, nashonline.com. Exactly, and you guys can go ahead and go look up that now and purchase your book. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we come back from our commercial break, you can know what we're talking about. <laughs> but um, before we break off to that, Erica, with this um, novel title being More Than a Dream, it um, kind of makes you think it's about a dream. Mm-hmm. What would you? How would you explain it to um, someone who was looking just at titles? There's a lot of people who look at titles when they're mm-hmm. looking for books. What would you want them to look at besides those words more than a dream that they would need to look at in order to understand the depth of the book and within its true meaning behind that? I think maybe really let the more kind of stick out in the title, more than a dream. So it's you may have dreamed this. This may be something that you want to happen, but it's just it's more than that. It can happen. There could be a manifestation of it. So it's more than just you daydreaming and wanting and praying about it. It's more than that. It could actually happen. So I want the more to kind of pop out to a person and not just think, oh, this is just someone's wishes. It's way more than that. And in and, and talking to most clients, and we'll break for that commercial break after this, they want to they, – they're, they're having a struggle. Mostly con- most people go for therapy when they have tried other methods and have failed. Um, more importantly, you know, religion. They've prayed on it, gone to church. Things are still mm-hmm. messed up. She hasn't came home. He hasn't returned. You know, what is this all for? for and, and it's hard for me to really explain this to people who come for therapy and be like, you know, I don't believe in God. I, I'm not spiritual. So, you know, what can you tell me now? What mm-hmm. would you have? What is something that you would tell them? I like to get other people's information or advice about what to tell people who say they're not spiritual or have a spiritual connection or, you know, believe in God. I think there is a principle that applies for whether you – are a believer in God or not, and it still goes back to faith. My faith is in God, but there are even those that don't believe in God that believe that what they feel they can accomplish or that can manifest in their life will happen. And so if their faith is telling them, yes, it's going to happen, I don't see it now, but it will happen, they're going to take those necessary steps because that's faith is, it means basically it's already done. You don't have it a tangible manifestation of it, but in your mind it's already done, so you're going to talk like it's already done. You're going to take those steps as if it's already done. So I think the, the principle is if you're believing it yourself as though it's in your hand, you're going to act that way. So I think even aside from those that don't, pray to God, don't believe in God, if they're believing that in their mind, they're going to take the necessary steps. And I'm not saying it's a one, two, three, boom, you have it, because in life there's speed bumps, and not everyone is ready for the manifestation of certain things. But I think the basis of that principle is if you're believing something is so, you're going to take those steps towards it. Right. And and I always when I um a little story about this I when I was doing my internship, we had um our supervisor for supervision had you know mock people come in as clients. So that's mm-hmm. all oh, yeah, you have a client. They give us they make us information, give it to you, and it's somebody who works for the agency, but we never met. You know, mm-hmm. so we're like, okay, cool. They come in, then you know we had a couple of people who say they don't believe in God, so. You know, you tell me to pray. I don't pray. You know, so now what do you want me to do? And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, dang, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, 
know, find a guy, do something. I don't know what to uh-uh. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I would have to find out what is your belief in. Exactly. And so then, you know, you try to then, find out. You know what? What, what do you? What do you go to? What, what do you believe in? Like, uh-huh. are you a straight atheist? Or you have you know some other stuff? You just non-denomination? You don't care? I mean, what is it? So when you start figuring that kind of stuff out, you start understanding and realizing their um, relationship behavior and beliefs as well. Uh-huh. Right. Um, right. How do you? How do you marriages? How do you monogamy? How do you um, uh-huh. trust in relationships? Um, exactly. Being a provider. And all that comes out. So, yeah, that's all important. I'm glad you brought that up about the more part of it because it is mm-hmm. something more behind all of that. Yeah. People just don't dream and, and they can have a, a vision or have something in rea- reality. So what's to dream about? Right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and break for these commercials and come right back, and we'll go ahead and complete the rest of the show, and you can get the rest of your shout-outs. All right. Okay. That's what we'll do. You listen to the Price is Mine show. I'm your host, Sherry P., and I have my special guest, Erica Nash, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Great Sunday afternoon. I'm your host from the Anthony B. Fly show, Anthony. First, I would simply like to say thank you to everyone that's been supporting our show, supporting us on the group page on Facebook. Me and B. Fly really do appreciate it. For me personally, it's finally here, live, my website, www.anthonydcollins.com, where I'm featuring my new blog titled Aggressively Demanding Change. Check me out. I'm challenging everyone to be attentive and awareness to this blog because I'm bringing all type of social issues, relationship issues, parenting issues that needs to be heard. I don't believe we should ask for change. I believe we should take and demand change. So with that being said, again, we here on the Anthony B. Fly Show so appreciate your support. And don't forget about my book, January of 2014, titled Life is Outstanding. But right now, let's get back to the Anthony and B. Fly. Have you ever sat down and simply wanted someone to fully understand your life? Someone who wakes up every day and does their best to provide and protect their loved ones the way you do? Someone who has been confused, lost, scared, or just trying to figure out how to balance their life spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially? If so, Life is Outstanding is the book for you. Anthony promises his readers that you don't have to be perfect to live an outstanding life. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed, and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. Get your copy of Intimidated by Love by author Monique Miller. Available everywhere May 2nd. Connect with Monique by visiting MoniqueMillerWrites.com. Yes, it's finally here. It's official. Sign with Universal, Miss Renetta Mays, with You Got Me Open, live from Flame Studios, Vibration Radio, Taylor Kennedy Media, and of course, YourRadioNetwork.com. Buy that, cop that, hell, I don't care if you burn me, but just support that. Miss Renetta Mays, You Got Me Open. the creative work of the author Trent Williams of www.taylorkennedymedia.com Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, 
life's little addictions. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. All right now, welcome back to the Priceless Mind Show. That was a little bit of the X Factor by Lauren Hill. I thought it was a little bit appropriate due to the um, topic for today, you know, growing through relationships and connections, revisiting and revising. Um, back with Miss Erica Nash. How are you? You still all right? Hello. All righty I'm then. Good. Yes. <laughs> In closing out the show, um, more than a dream is More than a... I, I need to know the difference. I'm a little ignorant on the lingo because um, I know mm-hmm. your first book, Bad Dates and Conversations, and your first novel, it's more than a dream. What's the difference? Bad Dates is just a comical, comical stories of dates that I've had and bad conversations with men that I've had. Okay. So that's bad dates and conversations, funny book. More than a dream is a little more serious. Um, this kind, you know, story about some things that have happened in my life, things that I want to happen in my life, and you'll get to know me a little bit in this book, who I am. Now, my sister and one of my friends say that it's going to be like a best man type of thing, but that's that's not what this is, okay? That's not what it is. It's not like the mm. best man. It's not. Now, if someone interprets it that way, that is that's not how I wrote it. So, I'm just saying, these are some people's feedback about the book. And then, 
another one of my sisters, she started reading the book, and then she's like, ooh, you put that in there? Even though I talked to her before I put it in there, she's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Who cares what people think? So then I put it in there, get the books printed, and then she's all nervous for me. So I don't know how people are going to interpret it, but I think I did a good job at being mindful of what I put in there. Have you any other besides relatives, any other characters that you used um, in the book that may not be related to you? Have you had any backlash or any um, comments from them that were concerning or anything like, great, you rate me awesome, I appreciate that? Well, one person just got the book. He's he's in the book. And um, so I'm waiting on his feedback. Um, but no, no backlash yet. You know, people are still ordering and purchasing. Um, one person told me that she cried and I was just like, well, maybe I need to read this book. I'm trying to figure out what made her cry. But, um, she said a lot of the stuff in the book she could relate to. So, um, yeah, no backlash yet. Mm-hmm. But it's still new, so. But I mean, if that'll help me sell the book, you know, that's fine too. Exactly. Because, I mean, like I said, my heart's right. <laughs> my intent is good. So if it was to be evil, mean, and all that stuff, then that's a different story. But this is my story. I'm speaking first person in the book. And so this is mm-hmm. how I feel. These are my beliefs. This is what I went through, you know. So oh, I don't apologize yeah. for it. Don't apologize for it at all. And you shouldn't, because I probably wouldn't either. I know you wouldn't. I, I'm going to to everybody who was part of the book so they can make sure they read it. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't. I'll hit your copy. <laughs> right. And then, you know, people talk. And then, but no, don't know. So now they can know, and there it is. They don't have to question, wonder, gossip about yes. it. I mean, they can still add on and subtract if they want, but at least I'm putting what I wanted out there. So what's next for Erica Nash? This is dropped, Bad Day Conversations, Memoirs of My Affection. All that's dropped. It's out there circulating, being purchased. You know, you're doing your 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 book events. What's next? Well, I'm still interviewing men and women about their bad dates and conversations, so I can get that my sequel, Bad Dates and Conversations, book done. Um, I'm working on a song, the single to go with the novel, which will be called More Than a Dream, and it'll kind of wrap up what the book is about. So that's that's in the beginning stages. Lyrically, it's done. The melody's done, but all of the instrumentation is not finished yet. So I'm excited to get started on that and hopefully get a calendar together to work with other authors and have maybe some more showcases. And also I'm looking into being a vendor at different events, maybe women's conferences and stuff like that. So just trying to get a calendar together and have a steady flow of networking opportunities and just opportunities to get the the books out. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's ma'am. The conversation. Than a dream. Do you, is there is there going to be another book like the next stage of your life? Are you going to start kind of veering away from personal stated books? I might be because I I'm thinking this is going to be the last of this kind. This more than a dream kind. Like I said, I've, I've been open in all three books, but as far as more than a dream, I think this is almost like a never-ending book, almost like Bad Dates and Conversations because you can do so much with that, but more than a dream, I think ultimately I do want it to be a series or a movie or a play or something like that. So I just think it's just going to continue to grow. So um, as far as the next book, I don't I don't know. Um, like I said, Bad Dates and Conversations sequel, and then I'm working on 
um, a nonprofit type of book dealing with women and things that they've overcome. So that's going to be a book. But as far as a big project or another novel, I don't see one just yet. I have two children's stories that I need illustrators for. So that may be the next thing. I'm not sure, though. So still got some babies inside of me to birth book-wise. <laughs> That'd be yeah, more, interesting yeah. to get kids' books to see, you know, where people's mind frames are at and writing the mm-hmm. books. You know, some people are really creative at writing kids' books, and it's so engaging. So, mm-hmm. yeah, make sure it's engaging. I'll write those kind of books. I tested, be all captivated. <laughs> I tested one of my books on my students at one time. They were like, that's a good book. Thank you. Good. I'm going to keep it. It's <laughs> extra well. special. Mm-hmm. But I just want to shout out your website to the listeners because um, I have something else to say after that. If you want to follow Erica Nash and find out what's going on with the next stage, next book, the next chapter, the you know what's going on, order books, you can follow her on her, at her website at Erica Nash. E-R-I-K-A-N-A-S-H online.com and you will see that special shout out to the Priceless Mind Show that she gives in her bio. So thank you for that. Kudos to you. Uh, the Priceless Mind Show and Vibration Radio appreciates that. And um, give out any other information on how to contact you, Erica, besides your website. you have any events coming up that people can look for? how they can find your calendars, all that good stuff. Yeah, any upcoming events can be found on my website. I don't have anything right now, but who knows? Someone may call me and I might have something tomorrow, but all of that information can be found on my website, ericanashonline.com. That's such a cute website. It's so cute. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It is. <laughs> well, thank you. It is. But what I always want to do with when I have authors um, on the show is to ask them, what is something that you would tell uh, someone who wants to become an author, who wants to write a book, what's some priceless information you would give them to encourage them to write the book and how to start and, you know, what other avenues to go on, what to look out for? Um, if you want to write, you write. <laughs> Simple as that. You want to be a writer, you got to write. But not to pressure yourself. Because for me, like I said, I'm coming from personal places. So once I realized, oh, this is going to be personal, just put it out there. And, you know, For me, I couldn't hide behind stuff because I think sometimes that could be ineffective. I'm not saying you got to put all of your business out there, all your guts and stuff, but depending on the audience you're trying to reach, what you're trying to get out there, if you're trying to, I guess, help someone through what you went through, then there's a level of vulnerability that you have to have. So as far as that, like, don't pressure yourself. You don't write several hours a day because I, I think sometimes, for me, the writing just hit me. So when it hits you, you have to, someone said, be obedient to your craft. If you wake up at 4 in the morning and get an idea, you have to wake up because that's when you were given the creativity of whatever it is, whether it's writing or anything else. But for writing, you know, like I mentioned before, I did a lot of journaling, and I would wake up a lot of times early in the morning, and I was sleeping good, but you kind of have to just be obedient to that as you're being given the creativity. So just be obedient to it when it happens. Don't pressure yourself and just do it. There's always editing, <laughs> but just put it down. At least get it down. <laughs> At least get the ideas flowing on paper so it'll make sense to somebody. <laughs> I mean, I'm just 
I've been talking about it for a while because I journal a lot, and it's like I have like a a, a library of journals, and I'm thinking like this could really be like a short story or or you can something. Have a series of short stories. That's what happened with me with my poetry book. Like I think somebody took some of my poems because I was using somebody's computer. And then all of a sudden, I I put my jump drive in my computer, and the poems were no longer on there. But I had hard copies of some of them, not all of them. And then so I just ended up pulling out certain ones, and before you knew it, I had a book worth of relationship poems that fit, and that's how Memoirs was formed. So the hard copies I had was what I needed for the book. So, All right. you know, Ooh, you don't necessarily write in order. You may pull from different areas, and then before you know it, you have a book or a story right. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. That was in a movie. I forgot what movie it was. But yeah, I, how they were pulling from different things, making a story, you know, putting a story together. Oh, I can't see, there you go. <laughs> I got the movie there. There you that. go. <laughs> Erica, I appreciate for um, being a returning author on a, a special guest on a Prices Mind show. Um, again, Erica Nash online, Erica with a K. That's yeah. how you can find her and follow her. And whatever you need to know about her, be right there. We're not everything. You got to get more than a dream to find out everything. Okay, <laughs> you'll find out some more, more than a dream. Exactly, you'll find out more. So, Erica, um, I will thank you once again for being on the show once again. And I wish you luck in your sales and all that good stuff. And peace out to Price is Mine show. And thank you for having me. And a shout-out to Timothy for helping me with this storyline, this book. You were a major part in it. Timothy Gibbs. Hey, go, Timothy. All right, girl, I'm going to let you go down so we can end this show. I will connect with you soon, and I appreciate you for being on the show. Okay, bye. Have a good evening. You too. I hope you enjoyed this segment of the Price is Mine show. Be sure to tune in next week on May the 18th for another Price is Mine show. By dialing 347-326-9139 or download our app at YRN1328, the YRN1328 app, or listen online if you're already doing that, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash vibration radio. Until next time, stay prices, and I will check you out next week on the 18th of May. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.